Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Um, Stan Collymore joins us of a Friday. Danny Kelly of a Monday That's during right. the football season. But we brought the two of them together. They performed together for many years on TalkSport and were always brilliant together. So we thought, why not do a bit of a season preview with two of our regulars? So we did just that. We squeezed it all in just about somehow. I really enjoyed it. It was fascinating yeah, it was fun. listening to them, yeah. Um, also, we had a bit of a chat. Andy shocked us. He has discovered he has powers. <laughs> and he demonstrated that on the air with one of the uh, listeners' pets. <laughs> he's like he's like the cat whisperer. I don't know how he does it. No. But um, you'll hear that. Um, and that should probably do it for you, really. Yeah. That's enough. So uh, uh, here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Yeah, I mean, on Caicedo, and we'll talk more about the clubs yeah. and the teams and players, I honestly really hope he goes to Liverpool. I do. I just think it's a ma- it's just too much money for a defensive midfielder. You, if you're going to spend £110 million, you want somebody the, that creates... The two biggest signings of the summer in the know, Premier League would be defensive midfielders. it doesn't players. make sense. They're all the rage. They are, but I, I don't see how Caicedo's better than Rice. I don't see how he costs more than Rice. He can't do. He's had one season, one good season. Yeah. He scored two goals. And he's been fitted with the um, he's been yeah, fitted he's with the, the Amex chip. chip. He's got the Amex chip, which means they're when they leave they have they, mm. all the Brighton players are fitted with one. We're, we're guessing. Yeah. And then when they leave Brighton they're never as good. That's exactly right. I just think there are other players. I, I just personally when I saw the news I was delighted. I thought great. You've Amazing. said there's been there's been quite there's a the, quite well, a fickle fan base because yeah. you said some of the Chelsea fan base have been mm-hmm. saying, Oh, we don't want him, he's not worth yeah. the money. And, and now we, it looks like you're not gonna get yeah, him. They're we, saying, Oh, oh the, why have we let Liverpool out bid us? Yeah, the club have <laughs> slipped up, they don't know what they're doing. Why didn't we do our business early? We did, we got rid of eleven players and we brought in quite a few. None of us know what's going on with these two transfers. I mean, I just mm. heard Jim saying that Thomas Tuckwell apparently has said in the last half hour, Is Harry Kane our player at the moment? No, he isn't. No one quite Knows apparently he's holed up. Probably him and Caicedo are just sitting in this house yeah, just outside Stansted Airport. at Newport Pagan or somewhere other than these services running across the bridge, running across the bridge <laughs> from Kay's Country Kitchen to Starbucks. Yeah, yeah. all <laughs> I can guess is because oh, look again, you don't know what to believe, mm. but they're saying that um, that Caicedo was saying he only wants to go to Chelsea. I, I'm guessing uh, you know maybe mm. Mrs. C has already checked out the schools <laughs> and found, has found a lovely little mansion in Cobham. Why would you not Liverpool's a Liverpool. lovely place to live. And not only that, Liverpool are a good team. I right. mean, you know, if I was Casado, I would go to Liverpool. You know, 
Personally. It sounds like you're offering to drive him up. There. I am. <laughs> he's a good player, though, Andy. He I mean, is a good player. And it's not your money. It's not my it? money, but I, I, I think it's a, it's a bad... Psychologically, it's bad to do this deal with Brighton. It's enough now with Brighton. Let Brighton get their money from somebody else. <laughs> you know, it's fine. He's not the only player. I think Chelsea have bought really well in the summer. I think they've got a very good manager. I think they've got a good chance of improving. Mm. Don't think they're going to be top four. We'll talk about this. So, you know, get these things right. Don't don't go and blow. That's a lot of you know, it's a lot of pressure on a player as well. You sign for 110 million. People are going, yeah, let's see what you yeah. got. You know, especially playing for a team like Chelsea. I, th- I personally hope he goes to Liverpool, but we'll see what happens. Now, Andy, you were telling us the other day, uh, to much hilarity for most people, about your uh, leg injury. My when knee, the, yeah. the gates here closed on your knee at, did, uh, yeah. in the in the building <laughs> where we work. And um, you, you don't realise that when you tell these stories, they are a ratings winner. A Kev Burgess, yeah. Kev Burgess, who's a regular listener at the station, yeah, yeah. got in touch. He said, Paul, hope all OK. Just thought you'd like to know about a new listener you have. Oscar, my nine-year-old son. I was listening in the car the other night uh, to the podcast, and he asked, could I borrow one of your uh, ear pods to listen? He was in hysterics at Andy's story about his accident getting into the building when he hurt his knee. And he now wants to listen to every podcast. Well, that's very good news. He's going to use his pocket money on the extra podcast on Apple. Well, I don't know if he is. I'm just just saying they are very good. Yeah, even if we're in them. Yeah, no, um, but anyway, good afternoon, Oscar. Good afternoon, Kev. And yeah. uh, Uncle Andy's always doing. He does stuff like that most weeks. I do. So uh, it there's, was there's one around the corner. Painful. Yeah, and, and it, it was made really, it all the funnier. It was. It really bothered me. It hurt a lot on Wednesday night. Yeah. And then yesterday was pretty sore. So last night you did something I've never yeah, I woke heard up of. In the middle of the night, and it was uh, and it was killing me. Yeah. So I thought, you know what? I'll try something that I, <laughs> happened to me about twenty years ago, thirty yeah. years ago, actually mm, longer. Yeah. Uh, uh, basically, I, I broke my collarbone. I was mm. sitting there, and it was really sore and, and was still obviously broken. And then this faith healer called Matthew Manning came on the show. He started talking he on the radio. He came on a radio station, did he? Yeah. On it. it was on, I think it was the old LBC. And right. suddenly the, the collarbone heated up, and, so you and it healed. He I could was, feel it knitting. He healed you via the airwaves. So I thought, I'll try it. I'll try and channel Matthew Manning on my knee with a bit of warmth through my hand. It was about three o'clock in the morning. And I woke up, and it was, like, relatively better. I was thinking... So neck. you're claiming... But I'm not claiming, because I don't want people waiting downstairs. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what's that thing? Not Mecca. What's it? Not Mecca. What's no, that? I don't want to say Lords. that. Yeah, OK, yeah, that's not a lot better. But we don't want basic... What we don't want people queuing outside the building that Andy has got some kind of powers. He's not I the Eileen Drury of talk I sport. haven't got any powers but you're at claiming uh, at three o'clock in the morning, you mm. laid your own hands on your knee, felt a warmth go through the knee, and woke up... Morning, it felt better. But that's what I'm claiming. But you're a, you, you're a you're a faith healer. <laughs> Alex Harvey would be proud. Andy Jacobs can self-administer faith healing. Anyway, the walking, we got the walking poles arrived. We had a we had yeah. a, we had a stroll. Now that's another them. thing he's been up to, Oscar. <laughs> you're like this. Uncle Andy has decided <laughs> him and his wife when they go walking will have those Nordic. Poles. Nordic poles. Yeah. I find them really good, but it's made no difference to, to Sue's speed at all. Really? She just walks absolutely slowly, but with the sticks. Right, so, okay. Was the idea then was to speed her up well, get I the pace up? Well, I it might give her a bit more pace. Do you feel a bit of a bird walking along with oh, them or total, not? total. Absolutely. Where did you go? Have you, you've been out... Yeah, along the along the river, yeah. It was along the river. flat terrain, though. I wouldn't say it was... <laughs> you didn't need... particularly need poles. I don't need the poles. <laughs> 
No disrespect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I mean, do get a picture of uh, mm. yourself walking with the Mandy. I'm sure oh, well, they, yeah, we'd I'll all love to see I'll you Nordic polled up. A number of the listeners came out and said, I use them all the time. They're very good. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. And he was telling us earlier on Mm. that he self-administered a bit of faith healing to himself, (laughs) touched his painful (laughs) knee that got caught in the gate there, (laughs) and he woke up this morning, it was better. He has benefited from uh, on-air faith healing in the past. People think you have a gift, Andy. (laughs) Get Andy down to Stamford Bridge and get him working on a cuckoo's knee and give it a good hard rub. (laughs) That's a good idea. They should send you down there, Andy. Um, This is uh, PJ. I I do ACLs, that's one of my specialities. Yeah. <laughs> no job too small. Uh, PJ, the city fan, says, I'm wheeling my mum to talk sport towels, and if she's not walking by the end of the show, I'm reporting him under the Trades Descriptions Act. He's making no promises. Yeah, no promises. Um, yeah, uh, what else have we got? Our cat needs a vet's trip, which will be expensive, uh, says Craig from Bradford. Could Andy send him a few vibes over the airways? He's called Freddy. Come on, Freddy. West, West, I mean, you should have told us where Freddy's issue was, because he could then, Andy could reach out to the the virtual part of Freddy's anatomy and hopefully sort it out. If it's a, this is one of the bases, it's a back leg. So I want you to visualise, Andy, uh, just touching Freddy's back leg. I'll touch it now, yeah. So, Craig, if you're looking at Freddy now, is he looking at his back leg thinking, aye, aye, it's warming up a bit in here. <laughs> and he's actually doing it. I'm watching him do it. He's he's bu- it's his front leg. It's, okay, it's his front leg. I'll hold both legs. Yeah, okay, I'll hold both legs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, quite a lot of the listeners, Andy, are quite keen for you to... Uh, <laughs> I thought they might be. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Great news from Bradford. We told you Freddie was due the vets and uh, it was going to cost Craig a few quid. <laughs> and he did a virtual laying on of hands through the airways. Freddie the cat has just run round the garden at about 60 mile an hour. <laughs> Rubbish. Which is quite a miracle because it was his tail that was the problem. <laughs> Mate, now, Andy is you know, he's not big on cats. He probably thought that was his leg. I'm not big on anything. Probably grabbed hold, anything. Probably grabbed hold of the tail. But look, you managed to heal yourself. You, uh, yes. With, with this track record, be. Ray Parnell will be in next asking for a short back and sides. <laughs> Yeah. So well done, Andy. Thank Congratulations. Uh, the another in our occasional series. I bet he's fun to have a pint with. Oh yeah, who is it? And it's Granddad uh, Richard McKay, sixty, who uh, has got a collection of over three hundred and fifty old fire extinguishers. <laughs> so there you are. You think going for a quiet pint? You're sitting there with a the paper. Uh, just mind your own business. Guy sidles up to you and says, uh, "Oh, Richard. Oh, nice to meet you, Richard. Yeah. Do you know what I have got?" collection of over 350 old um, fire extinguishers. Oh, okay, is that right, mate? Um, would you like to see them? And you're about ten pictures in, you've never downed a pint so quickly. You're suddenly back in the street. Is he hoping for a small fire so he can use one of them? <laughs> well, they're old ones. They're the sort of things that could blow up in his face. I don't know if, they, if, if they're usable. His wife thinks he's bonkers, she, he says. But he's insured them <clears throat> for 20 grand. I, I was reading this morning about Colleen Rooney. She's working oh, she on hasn't a... got a collection of uh, <laughs> no, fire, old fire extinguishers. She's working on it. She's working on a tell-all show about her Wagatha Christie court case. Wow. I mean, what's it called? Milking it. God, there can't be any more. There's already <laughs> really? been about three or four. There's been a West End show. There's oh, been a documentary. There's been a ballet. There's been an opera. Oh, maybe I made those mm. last two up. But there has been a lot on it, yeah. isn't there? Did you read also, there's been too much on it, yeah. nobody cares anymore, it's done. It and uh, Alistair McGowan, the great uh, impersonator. And voice of Paddy Power, yeah. of course, for the Paddy's he, Challenge. He's been interviewing the papers, he says mimicry is over, there's yeah. no point. He said that, you know, kids don't know who he's impersonating, it's no, 
Well, very, very disappointed to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, yeah, you may have to step up. Yeah, he says he does gigs and he'll go into an impression and not anybody who's kind of young in the audience because they're not watching. No, exactly. This is someone from Love Island. He's getting the thousand-yard stare. They're Luke not, Kempner, though, says that, you know, he can still do footballers, football managers, people know what's yeah. going on. Do you remember when uh, uh, the late Her Majesty the Queen uh, was uh, was given a golf cart to get around the Chelsea Flower Show? Oh, yeah, she was, do, yeah. Uh, struggling to walk yeah, around. Yeah, sure. We spoke to the golf cart company at the time, mm. and uh, they told us a bit more about it. Now, of course, it's going under the hammer. Oh, really? Okay. You can buy. It was only used twice, and it was produced by this company called Gary, and we're the ones they uh, sp- we spoke to. It was a quiet news day, as you probably imagine. <laughs> um, <laughs> was in July. And uh, they reckon it could go for 25 grand. Wow. 25,000 quid. They say it's the ideal vehicle to transport guests around private areas in style. Knowing that uh, that the Queen mm. used it just that couple of times. And it's going to be at the Silverstone sale. So then they plan to enter it for the British Grand Prix. <laughs> <It'll be> very <laughs> quick. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This afternoon, we're going to preview every Premier League game. And as we said, the Falls panel matches are Burnley, Man City, Arsenal, Forest, Manchester United, Wolves. We'll need you, need you Talk Sport listener, to represent the listeners for the first Falls panel of the season. Just got to guess the scores of those games. Call us now. We'll call you back. 03717 That's 03717 You'll be taking myself and Andy on. And Friday regular Stan Collymore and Monday regular Danny Kelly. Good afternoon, guys. Hi, how are you doing? Good? Yeah, we're good. Hi, Stan. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Beautiful Friday. Great for the start of the Premier League and... Uh... Let the circus begin. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> I think it's already begun. I think it certainly has. It certainly has at the lane, anyway. Um, let's have a look at Brentford versus Spurs, a game that, in the build-up to it, is going to be dominated by what's gone on today and the will-he-won't-he, yes-he-will move of Harry Kane to uh, Bayern. I know you guys have a different take on this. Uh, Danny, as the Spurs fan and Spurs mm. podcaster on View from the Lane, let's get your take on this first. How are you feeling about this move now? It's been confirmed by Ange Postacoglu that it's, it's more or less happening. Well, Paul, I've just uh, stepped off the recording of the emergency podcast following yesterday's podcast <laughs> when the thing was all breaking. Um, yesterday I was inconsolable and I was very emotional and I was lashing out. I had to, to apologise mm. to several people I lashed out at um, because I don't think this should never be allowed to happen. And it's not to say, you know, Harry Kane has been a, a legend for Spurs. He's their best player of the modern times. He's arguably their best player ever. Um, and for the club to, uh, with, with their big stadium and all their talk about super clubs and super leagues to get to a place where they can't the 11th richest, 10th richest club in the world can't hang on to its best players. I think the management have got a great deal to um, to to answer. But the sun rises the next day, and you have to get on with it. Um, and uh, you know, Ange Postecoglou, I think he's got a real big job on his hands here mm. now um, because look, look, with a manager that didn't want to be there and a session of poor interim managers with 31 Harry Kane goals, Spurs finished eighth. If you do the mathematics, you're getting into Andy <coughs> Jacobs' kind of pessimism. <laughs> um, so hopefully, hopefully it'll be better than that. But for a manager who's got no Premier League experience, what a what a month and a half, two months for Ange Postecoglou. What about you, Paul? I mean, I'm sure you've, you've said it at the top of the show, but I, I missed that. What, what, where are you at, yeah. about at the moment about it? I feel for Ange Postacoglu. I think had he stayed, it would have been a circus. Every press conference would have been about, say, I was saying yesterday, you've lost 2-1 to Bournemouth, <coughs> uh, sorry, to <coughs> Brentford. Is that the kind of performance that will make Harry Kane sign a new contract? So I would have dominated yeah. it if he'd stayed. 
and in going, it's made it difficult. What I'm worried about is that the stadium, say Tottenham do lose to Brentford, and then next week against Manchester United go one nil down. Rather than getting behind the team and the new manager who's trying to change the philosophy, it's all going to be Daniel Levy get out of our club. And I'm speaking to a, an ex-Tottenham player who went to a game towards the end of last season. Couldn't believe how toxic, couldn't believe the atmosphere at the club, on, among the fans, just backstage as well. It, 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 he was troubled by that. And I think this is important that we do have to get on with it as a fan base, get behind the manager. I think we've got a lot of faith in and the new players. But I do worry it could turn toxic and that could affect... The manager, but Stan. Um, I mean, from a player's point of view, we'll come on to that in a minute. But from Tottenham's point of view, in doing this bit of business, what do you make of it? Yeah, I, I think it's good business for Tottenham Hotspur Football Club, and the reason why I say that, I completely understand Danny and mm. and your opinions as supporters because I was in the same boat um, as a Villa family, Jack Grealish. Don't forget, now Jack mm. wasn't there for as long as Harry Kane, but he was one of our own, and he was going to stay, and was he going to go and other clubs other than Manchester City were interested, and then he 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 went, and it was for hundred million pounds, so not dissimilar kind of deal. And a lot of Villa fans are like, "Well, what does this show about the ambition of the club? This is a disgrace. You should do everything to keep him." And here we are, dare I say it, that after the sort of um, left turn to Steven Gerrard, which didn't really turn out well, we've got a really good manager. We've got really good football players coming into the club. We've got a director of football for what the great, uh, a, a better expression in Monchi that's come in. And Aston Villa have qualified for the for Europe for the first time in, in 10 years. Now, Jack Grealish, when he played for Aston Villa, didn't help them above being a very average Premier League football club. He played some of his football in the Championship. Harry Kane hasn't taken Tottenham Hotspur to trophies at his very best. And Spurs haven't got the finance at the moment to be able to furnish him with the kind of players that could arguably get him and get those 31 goals to take him from eighth to first or second. Closest they came was when the the, the season when the Miracle Men of, of Leicester. So I think that with a year of his contract to run, with a player that has broken national and club records, is that let him go. And the reason why you let him go is, is you wish him well. He's done everything that he possibly can at Spurs. He got a cracking new manager that likes to play progressive, proactive football. He's going to go to a football club that I guarantee Harry Kane will be talking in two or three years' time. He'll say is is the best organisation that he's ever played for. Virtually every Bayern Munich player says that. He'll win trophies, and potentially me as an England fan might see him a little bit more on it in a big tournament uh, <clears throat> like the Euros next year. So. I, I just think it's very good. But if somebody's going to pay you the, the back end of £100 million with a year left to go on your contract, I think it's very good business. And the, the thing that you hit on a little bit earlier, Paul, was was that if he stayed, it was going to be, is it will he go in the, in the January transfer window? Mm. It will be asking a brand new manager, you know, like Cristiano Ronaldo at Manchester United, every single press conference becomes mm. about, what about Harry Kane? What about Harry Kane? The time is now for Spurs to move forward with a new manager, with a new set of players, with a new philosophy. And I think that there'll be brighter days ahead. I, I, I use Villa as a, as a, as a good um, uh, experience because lots of Villa fans thought that Villa couldn't function in the Premier League mm. without Jack Grealish. We functioned way better. So I, I hope the same for Tottenham Hotspur. Yeah, I think also you have to judge it by the end of the window. What do Spurs do with this money? Yeah. They've already had one experience of this with Bale where they absolutely blew it. And I don't think they'll do that again. You've got to put most of the money into one 
Yeah. Well, you know, I think I think you should buy Ivan Tony. That's my. Opinion. I think you need a sporting director to do that. We haven't got one at the moment, but mm. uh, anyway, we'll move on. Um, we'll no doubt come back to this later on because we want to talk about uh, the Chelsea Liverpool game. And well, again, we mentioned Brentford there. Really. Well, I mean, yeah. you watch a lot of Brentford. We're going to have to be quick because oh, yeah, uh, okay. otherwise we're going to completely run out of time. Okay. Well, I mean, uh, the it, talking point to come out of that game, um, mm. you know, looking at the game in depth might be quite difficult now because uh, we do need to talk about Chelsea Liverpool. Of well, I know we, we do this every Friday. We do it every Monday. We run out of time. <laughs> yeah, go on then. That's why we have the Oscars music. Um, so uh, let's have a look at Chelsea Liverpool. That the talking point around that now is, is Caicedo. Suddenly, we find ourselves Andy in a situation mm. where both sets of fans want him, and he could be sort of unveiled on the pitch for either of them uh, at the weekend. I don't want him. You don't want him. I don't. Not for that money. I think it's just mad. But I'm interested to see what the boys say there. Yeah, uh, 110 million pounds. You just wonder whether the Saudi money coming in is going to skew some of what's happening in the Premier League, Danny. That doesn't mean... Well, I mean, first of all, let's just say, if, if, if you said to me at the start of the window that two two players involved with English clubs, would go, midfielders, would go for more money than Jude Bellingham, mm. Rice and Caicedo, I'd say, have you lost your mind? How can that be <laughs> tr- possible? I mean, Bellingham appears to me to be the best young midfielder in the world, but it's happened. Um, one other thing I'd say about it as well, um, regular listeners to, to Trans Europe Express two and a half years ago, Tim Vickery, before this lad had even moved to Europe, told us he was going to be a top, top player to use the vernacular. Um, look, it, we, we have through the looking glass with the transfer fees now. Um, and it, we'll talk about this later in the, in the, in the program. It, you know, the, the top half of the Premier League are spending enormous amounts of money, and other clubs, you know, Sheffield United, barely, barely spending any. Um, in the Premier League, that gap between rich and poor is getting bigger and bigger. Caicedo's a really good player. Um, I suppose I suppose if you compare it to Livia with 26 games under his belt for 50 million, he's a bargain. But it's all <laughs> mad, Stan. It's all mad. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, th- I, I think that from my perspective, Caicedo's a very good midfielder. Um, and I think it's very interesting that two defensive midfielders will look to broke the, the, the British transfer record. That, for me... And certainly over the last two or three seasons, the stats would bear it out that I think that central defenders are getting worse by and large. I don't think there's a, a huge pool of great central defenders uh, coming through in Europe or globally. So it's no surprise that uh, clubs look at a, a Caicedo, look at a Declan Rice uh, for that protection factor of, a, of, a, of two central defenders. And in Rice's case, of course, being able to move forward. The interesting thing is Manchester City were kind of late to the party with Rice, kind of lukewarm. If we could get a, get him for a deal, we'd, we'd possibly take him. But the champions of England, the champions of Europe and, and FA Cup winners have decided that neither Caicedo or Declan Rice really is for them. And I think that when you're looking at clubs that are so well run and their recruitment departments are so good, as Manchester City's is, mm. that is as good a pointer that the market is overheating as anything. Because... We know that City, whereas everybody else has, you know, the sort of Alexis famous um, signing for Manchester United, the piano, the over-the-top, um, every every club's trying to outdo each other. Manchester City, we are delighted to uh, announce that Kevin De Bruyne has signed a, long, a new long-term contract. We're, decided, we're delighted to um, that um, Erling Haaland has joined the club and he will join on June the 1st. Very understated, know the market, know what they're prepared to spend. And Manchester City were not prepared to spend significant amounts of money, particularly British record amounts, on either Declan Rice or Mo- Mo- Moises Caicedo. 
Having said that, I think that both will go on and do very well for their clubs if Caicedo does go to Chelsea. I still think there's a little bit, be fascinated to see what Andy's thoughts are of, let's buy every really good, promising young player in Europe and see if they work. And I do wonder if that means that it won't be Poch that gets the best out of this group if they all stay together. It'll be the next manager in two, three, perhaps four years' time. Mm, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a two-year job. I think Poch is the right man. I think they've got to keep faith with him. Pre-season has looked good. They kept Colwell, which I think is such a massive thing. Yeah. If they'd got rid of Colwell and, and taken Caicedo, it would have been a disaster. You know, As you say, central defenders, especially ones who can play out from the back, are worth a lot more money than defensive midfielders, I think, today. So I'm happy about Danny it. Danny Kelly and Stan Collingham all with us. We're going to try and get back on track. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Everton Fulham, Sheffield United Palace, Newcastle Villa. Uh, Stan Collymore and uh, Danny Kelly are with us. Uh, we'll attempt to squeeze all these in. If not, we'll hold Newcastle Villa over at the next bit. But uh, Everton Fulham. Uh, noticed, um, Danny, a lot of people uh, putting Everton in their potential bottom three, uh, which is a, a bit worrying. Look, um, I can remember when I used to work many years ago and, and so brilliantly and so, with such fun with Stan every night on kickoff here on TalkSport and we talked about clubs, including Aston Villa, who circle the drain season after season. And the Premier League is brutal. If you're continually fighting relegation, that is because you're a relegation club at that time. And Everton have got to be very careful. They've now had two years when they've been, you know, really circling that drain, as as I say. Um, and they've got, they brought in Yusuf Chamiti today that, that that's not necessarily desperation. He's 19. He might go on to be a great player. Think about this, though. They, they're goal-scoring eggs, if that's going to be their answer. He's had one season in the Portuguese league and scored three goals. Mm. Now, mm. That, so maybe he's there as backup to Dominic Calvin-Lewin, but we know that Dominic is just, unfortunately for him, he's just never going to play 35 games in a season. So I think there are in real danger, Everton. And Sean, but I suppose they could argue that even Sean Dyche, they've got the right kind of man for that kind of battle. But that kind of battle can only be won so many years before eventually you fall. Do you fear from Stan? Yeah, I don't I don't think they'll go down. I think that the, the three that I've got to go down are Luton. And, I, and that's not just being lazy. I've looked through the squad no, no, extensively. And I just can't see it with Luton. Sheffield United, uh, Paul Heckey's done a great job there. But again, lacking in numbers. And I think that Wolves, um, are, are my my WhatsApp group with my uh, all of my mates who are Wolves season ticket holders are... Uh, are desperately worried with uh, ongoing uh, things at the, at the Molyneux. But in terms of Everton, I think that, as Danny says, yes, yeah, circling the drains and they'll be there or thereabouts. They just don't score enough goals. Uh, I spoke to <clears throat> Sean Deitch um, when he got the job for the station. Obviously, no, Ian Wone and Steve Stone very well because I played with them at Forest. And it was a case of just wrapping Dominic Calvert-Lewin in, in cotton wool. When you're looking at signs, Dan Junior's coming on loan, uh, Ashley Young from Aston Villa, that kind of, and the and the young lad that, that Danny mentioned, mm. that kind of tells you that they're really struggling to be able to, A, have the finances to be able to get deals over the line. Secondly, agents will just go elsewhere. And three, you just don't get the kind of quality to be able to um, assemble a squad in the, in the world's toughest league. The other thing that is very difficult for Everton is that they are Everton and they always come with that. They're, they're a big club. They're, they've got the, the, the neighbours, Liverpool across Stanley Park. A lot of chatter about them, of course, in the local um, newspapers. And last year, you know, if they'd have gone down, it would have think the first time since 1950. So 
there's that hanging around them as well that always seems to be Everton, you know, like Leeds United when they go down, oh, but Leeds are a big club. Mm. Uh, Everton haven't, even Leeds have yo-yoed in comparison to Everton. But I, I think they'll struggle um, firmly in the bottom half, may well be in a relegation scrap. But with Dyche, Wohn and Stone, I do think that they have three men there that will um, create a, a, an environment at Goodison that clubs... Teams won't want to go and play in, as mm. we saw last season when they when they got cracking results against Arsenal very early. And I think that that will just be enough for them. Uh, also, they've got this new stadium on stream, so they've got to stay up. Yeah, no, that's absolutely true. Let's have a quick one on Fulham as well. Um, I, I, the Mitrovic thing, if, as long as he can get his head down and sort of put Saudi behind him, um, he is so key to them. Berlinia's but... going to be a big miss for them. It, it's, yeah. This could be second season syndrome for Fulham. It's going to be hard, I think. It will be difficult. But, I mean, if they it'll can... be all right, but... You, uh, know. you know, with that Saudi window open for three weeks after the Premier League one closes. Stan, just quick one on... We're a bit tight for time. A quick one on Fulham. Yeah, I think that, again, I think they're mid, mid-table mediocrity where they were last season. No, no disrespect to them. They brought in Raul from Wolves. He obviously comes with issues around the head, but I think that that's a big, tall... Uh, um, back to goal centre forward in case Mitrovic goes Calvin Bassi I like the uh, the Ajax defender so I think that they'll be pretty much middling uh, no worries they won't threaten Europe and they won't go down and Danny um, Mitrovic will he still be there come the end of the transfer window once people have got the sniff that he's around and when you say if he can get his head back in the game not not noted for his <laughs> level-headedness, I think it's fair to say, uh, Mitro. He's one of my absolute favourite players, but mm. um, level-headed he is not. I wonder if Tottenham um, will look at him, though, if Kane goes. Well, uh, they, I, don't think, probably... I don't think he'll be able to match his wages. I think that's slightly turned his head, what he can make in Saudi. Yeah, we'll we'll see. Fulham will be all right, um, and and uh, you know because the, the, there are, I think, some very weak teams in the Premier League, and I'm sorry to say that to their supporters, and we're going to discuss some of them just now, aren't we? Mm. Um, we, let's move on to uh, Sheffield United Palace uh, very, very quickly. Mm. Um, and it's interesting, Sheffield United have let a couple of players go, uh, big players from last season, which is quite interesting. Um, Stan, what, what do you make of their chances? Brought in lads that watched at the World Cup who did okay, actually. Slimani from Brondbu, a mm. uh, couple of million. Uh, again, that, that, that's the kind of reality the Premier League that clubs can go in like Chelsea and spend and break a British transfer record on a, a midfielder we promise and clubs like Sheffield United have to go and look in the, the Danish league and, and maybe pick somebody that might may well be a punt um, Austin Trusty as well five million from from Arsenal so it gives you the kind of um, market that they're working in Paul Heckingbottom's a very capable manager I just don't think he'll have the resources to be able to keep Sheffield United up uh, as for Palace, life after uh, Wilf. This, um, when you're often asked about yeah. <clears throat> um, players that could go on and be the next big thing in the Premier League, ones to watch. Uh, Matias Frank, a 19-year-old Brazilian, 26 million from Flamengo, the former club of the great, one of my great uh, former players that I loved uh, was Zico. So keep an eye on him. £26 million, a decent outlay for uh, for Crystal Palace. And in Roy Hodgson, of course, they've got a very capable manager. So again, mid-table, won't threaten Europe, won't go down. But I do worry about Sheffield United. And Danny, give us your take mm. on both of these two. Very quickly, Sheffield mm. United. Um, Stan's absolutely right. Paul's it, Paul Eckenbottom's a very capable manager. They just, if you look at what they have, and, you know, Player for player is never a good example because it's a team game, but they just to me don't have the resources to survive. That's, that's it, survive the storm that is a Premier League season. Crystal Palace, 
Um, life after wealth is the right phrase for it. And the important player, person at the Crystal Palace is, is not on the pitch. It's can Roy Hodgson use all that vast experience and knowledge he's got to get the best out of a group of players that themselves don't look the strongest? Mm. Um, I think he will just about do it, but they but they they need to Palace need to get off to a decent start. Mm, I love Eze, so I'm expecting him to have a oh, good season. Yeah, he's been yeah. linked with a move. I'd be incredibly surprised mm. if that happened. But for Sheffield United to lose Sander Berger, a, a big player, and especially to lose him a uh, mm. Burnley seemed very strange. And Palace anyway. got taken Lewis Hall from Chelsea. He's a really good prospect. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Bournemouth, West Ham, Brighton, Luton to come after we've looked at Newcastle Villa with Stan Collymore and uh, Danny Kelly. This could be the game of the weekend. Yeah, it's the 5.30 kickoff to become an absolute cracker. Mm. Two teams. It'll be so interesting to see how they do. They've both come on leaps and bounds very quickly under new management. Um, Stan, it's your club, of course. Um, we'll get your take on both of these teams just briefly uh, for, the, yeah. for the season. It's going to be interesting for both of them whether Europe is going to affect them as well. Yeah, uh, both exceptional organisations. I think that you made the point a little bit earlier about Spurs not having a sort of director of football, technical director, whatever you want to call it. And I think that now huge clubs have to have that in place. So there's no coincidence that Dan Ashworth going into Newcastle United that will have had influence on this summer signings. Monchi, certainly with um, the DRB signing, is that you have to have people that understand the football industry to be able to advise the board that, that have the money and to be able to give support to the manager. And both Newcastle United and Aston Villa have that in spades. Newcastle fans, Villa fans, you're in good hands. That's the first thing. It's not just one man going, 
I'm going to spend 100, 200, 500, 600 million because especially with the Saudi money coming in, and I bet there's a few Newcastle fans thinking, oh, crikey, are they going to start spending that money that we were hoping to get Mbappe and every uh, quality player on earth come to Newcastle? They're going to go, oh, they're going to stay in Saudi Arabia. That's one to watch down the line. Tonali at £52 million, a truly A-class signing. Uh, played in the Champions League semi-final in the Milan derby last season. Uh, Liveramento, uh, watch for him this season. Had a nasty injury uh, uh, last at Southampton, but he is effectively going to be the man that walks into uh, the shoes of Kieran Trippier, although I don't think Trippier will give up that position particularly easy. And Harvey Barnes, obviously Sam Maximan's gone. Lots of tricks, but I think Barnes will get the ball, look to sprint down the line and put crosses in the box for the likes of Isaac. A lot more direct than Sam Maximan. So for, for Newcastle United... Can they cope with Europe? Yes, they can. Do I think that that means they'll get into the top four next year, this season? I don't. I think they'll dip just out. Could be sixth or seventh, mm. um, depending on how the Champions League sucks life out of them. And it will, because mm. it's, it's new for them. As for Villa, Pau Torres, competition at central defender. Um, Yuri Tillemans, a very, very capable midfielder. Of course, has had his injury issues over the years with Leicester, but very experienced Belgian international and Diaby, 97 goal contributions in 172 games for Bayer Leverkusen. Um, international, lots of other clubs uh, were looking at him. I think that he can be one that Villa fans will look at and say, yeah, he could be a he could be a difference maker. Mm. And of course, Villa are in the, the, the Conference League, which a lot of people will poo-poo at. Not me, as I've told you before. I've booked my hotel in Athens where the final is. <laughs> And I expect the European yeah. champions in 1982 to go all the way to Athens and to lift that trophy, especially because there's no Juventus they've been kicked out and especially because there's no Osasuna because they've been kicked out. Oh. And I know that because I know now every club in the Conference League <laughs> off by heart. Yeah. I'd love to test you on that. Yes, yeah, just yeah, before yeah. we go to Danny, we should also mention Buendia, very unlucky. Yeah, that was For a... most of the season, that will be a blast. Yeah, they could be looking to bring in, they've been talking yeah. about bringing somebody in, haven't they, to, to cover that. Uh, so, um, Danny, um, it's interesting, Stan thinks Newcastle are going to have a bit of a dip, drop out the top four maybe because of Europe, despite the business they've done. What do you reckon? Great business. I really like the players they brought in. Um, and I think, and I agree with Stan. I think you know Chelsea can't be as bad as they were. Liverpool will be much, much better than they were. And so, of course, the tide is always coming at you in the Premier League. A couple of quick points about this fixture and what it says about the Premier League. Um, just think about it. You know, AC Milan semi-finals in Champions League. Um, to the Tonali deal sorted out their finances for the whole summer. It's, even the clubs in Italy are reliant on Premier League transfers now to see them through um, the, the dark times. Equally, um, I love Harvey Barnes, but if you think about Harvey Barnes, James Madison, Yuri Tielemans, two of which are appearing in this game, that was Leicester's midfield last season, and they went down. That's what the Premier League is like. Pl players who you know top clubs can rely on and couldn't keep Leicester City in mm. the Premier League. No, but it wasn't there any problem. They couldn't score goals and all the rest of it. Just a point about what kind of competition these clubs are facing. This is a great game to start the season. Fantastic. Um, let's have a look at Bournemouth. Um, we should point out Scott Munn is incoming for Tottenham as a kind of uh, head of uh, football, but um, he's still on gardening leave. He's yeah, going to have a garden. A lot of money incoming, 105 million. He's going to have a garden like <laughs> Capability Brown by the end of it when he finally starts. There's one for the teenagers. Um, so, uh, Bournemouth West Ham. <laughs> 
uh, Stan. It's interesting. David Moyes, I think, just confirming that they've got an agreement with Harry Maguire. So he's not their player yet, so wouldn't expect to see him for this game. But um, it's going to be interesting for both of these sides, really. They've got, you know, big plans, Bournemouth, and they've, they've made a bold move managerially. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. Yeah, Iraola played, I went and did a comms for, it was Athletic Bilbao against Manchester United many years ago in the UEFA Cup, and it was a Bielsa team, and um, uh, he was one of the players, and uh, he is brought sort of lock stock into the, into the Bielsa um, way of playing, possession, high octane, um, pressing. Um, spent a good amount of money, Troy, 20 million, Kirkus 15, favourite young players as well. Um, Justin Clivert, nine million. They're all under twenty-four, so he's he wants to build a team that he, that has youth at its core and that can grow together. So I like that from from Bournemouth. In terms of West Ham, I'll say it now: David Moyes won't get to Christmas as West Ham manager. I think that the Conference <laughs> League got him out of jail. I think that losing the likes of Rice, Skamaka, Lanzini, you could argue Skamaka and Lanzini are not huge losses. We've currently no major incomings, save for what you just said about Harry Maguire. It's the, as well, I think. Yeah, I think that uh, may well lose uh, Lucas Paqueta, of course, uh, is mm. that I think that he's not happy with the backing that he's had. That will create uh, an atmosphere potentially around the training ground and uh, and on match days. And I think that Manchester United, uh, uh, West Ham United will go for a younger, more progressive coach as the ownership says to itself, well, we won a European trophy... Mm. Should we therefore be in the top seven or eight or do a Brighton from or a Villa from last season? So we need something different. We need something more dynamic and we need something more attractive. So I don't think David Moyes will get to Christmas. Um, what about you on this one, uh, uh, Danny? I mean, um, and honestly, uh, everything Stan said there about West Ham, you might have been reading from my notes. I don't suppose you can see them, can he? Um, Bournemouth are the interesting one, aren't they? Because a bit like um, Stan's old club, Nottingham Forest, they've got mm. an awful lot of footballers there and it's up to the managers to shake um, the sort of kaleidoscope but to get the right pattern. There's no reason why they can't survive this season, uh, Bournemouth, and thrive, but they've got an awful lot of players at about the same level and finding the right combination will be the critical thing there. Yeah. Good coach. We'll see if he can do it. Uh, I know we're near as good a, a ringmaster as Idris Elba, clearly, because we're completely running out of time here. <laughs> oh, <no>. So uh, <laughs> I th- we'll give you a team each on this one, boys. We're going to go yeah. to the Fools panel shortly. Brighton and Luton. Uh, which one do you want to claim, uh, Stan? I'll let you claim one of those. Uh, what do you think? I'll go for Luton. Okay. I mean, um, because two f- former Villa players are there their biggest signings. Uh, Marvellous Nakamba did very well for them in the promotion season, midfielder, and Ross Barkley, of course. I think this is bank the cash. They've got a stadium, uh, uh, you know, down the line to to look forward to. I think it's 25, maybe even 30,000 instead of the ramshackle, you know, the photos were going around, weren't they, of of Kenilworth Road and the fact that you can go into the stand and go past somebody's uh, dirty laundry. Um, (laughs) Is that I think that Luton will go down. I don't think they'll. I think they'll they'll do better than than Derby County's woeful record of I don't know it's two thousand and eleven or thereabouts. But they will go down. If you're looking at Ross Barkley as your kind of major uh, signing to help you stay in the division, I think you're struggling. He plays ten good games, and uh, the rest a bit of a waste of time. So Luton Town for me relegated bottom of the league. 
Wow. Uh, so I should have done this all along, really. Danny, uh, Brighton. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. well, Only you, now he's worked this what, out. Like, yeah, he's good, isn't he? Fantastic. I'm, I'm brilliant, aren't I? Um, <laughs> so what are they going to do with the Casado, uh, Casado money? I'll take it they'll, they'll bring in Mbappe, won't they, Brighton? And well, sell him for a profit. I think he may still be there. Yeah. It's not impossible. <laughs> I don't but think he'll be get, playing. Don't let's get started on Mbappe and what that says about the modern football <laughs> no, world. Let's, no. let's not do that. Um, do you know what? Brighton, of course, can be trusted mm. to bring in good players. I mean, Mahoud Dahoud, as they brought in there, I know will be a very good player. João Pedro appears to be a pretty good gamble at the price they got for him. The mm. problem is, it seems to me, a McAllister and Caicedo in the same window going... We've seen this model before, and you have to get so many things right. Now, Brighton have got everything right for the last few years, but but to be predated at that level by your rivals above you or just above you in the table, just above me, of course, this year, um, I think Brighton may have to um, retrench this year, I think, a little bit. I mean, De Zerbi, we don't know what his ceiling is, but if you sell his best players out from under him, albeit for enormous amounts of money, um, I'll be, it'll be very interesting to see if they can go quite as well as did. The big issue there is if Evan Ferguson turns out to be what I hope he is, mm. the next Harry Kane, then they'll be absolutely fine. Mm. Yeah, Wearing your little Irish hat be, there, Danny. Oh, yeah. oh, no, to be sure, Paul, to be sure. He's going to be one that other clubs, big clubs, not that Brian Arnold, big clubs, but yeah. other clubs look at. Another one, yeah, that's very true. Well, uh, we should give a mention to David Weir as well, the former Everton uh, centre-half. He does a great job at Brighton. He never, they, they often mention Paul Barber and Tony Broom, but David mm. does a very good job. Ever since he started wearing the big Get Carter glasses, oh, he's yeah. trans... Yeah. Uh, which would allow him to say uh, to Lukaku, maybe, uh, you're a big man, but you're in bad shape uh, if he ever ventures down there. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Still three more games to squeeze in with uh, Danny and Stan. They're the Falls panel matches. Let's say hello to Howard, the Burnley fan, representing the listeners today. Hey, Howard. Hi, uh, good afternoon. You all excited? Yes. <laughs> that was hesitant. Yeah, yeah, definitely. New season, new start. Good time to play them. We'll hear that in a minute. Yeah, you certainly will. Okay, so we're going to do it in the reverse order of where people finished last year. The bottom team uh, last year were the commentators. They got 52 points. Andy got five points on the last day to crawl off the bottom of the table. So, Danny, you're representing the commentators this afternoon. Ah. Have you ever tried your hand at commentary? Not really, no, no. no. Um, I'm, I'm more of a sort of sarcastic co-com. <laughs> yeah. So, well, okay, this is an opportunity. So Burnley, yeah. Manchester City then, our, our first game. Uh, look, uh, Vincent Company has done fantastic. We all know that. But you, what a handbrake turn they're going to do this year from a team that enjoyed massive possession in, in one league mm. to one that will be starved of it in another. And they'll be starved of it even more so tonight. And Howard, please to accept my apologies um, because, um, you know, City are the best team in the world. And I, I mean, if it's any consolation to Howard, yeah. um, I've got huge scoreline gaps here. Mm. Burnley nil, Manchester City three. 3-0, comfortable, says Danny. Andy, you're on next. Yeah, as I say, a good time to play City. I thought they played quite well against Arsenal last week, but they weren't firing as they will be throughout the season. So, And the Chrome crowd will be up. And, you know, yeah, it's hard to see Burnley getting too much out of it, but I don't think it'll be a thrashing. I think it could be quite an exciting 2-1 to Man City. 2-1 to Man City, says Andy. Uh, Howard, this is your turn. What do you think your team tonight? Well, I'm going to move down from the scores you've just given us. I'm going to go for an optimistic 1-1. One, one. 
Oh, okay. Well, that would be that would be something of a shock. But as you know, City can be s- slow start to stand. You were comfortably second last year. <laughs> I did win by fourteen points, but I think if you'd started the season, yes. it would have been Very possibly a lot closer am I, than am that. Am I the anti-post favourite? This I season? think you, you might be. I've had a couple of quid on you myself, which I'm not. <laughs> right. I don't think I'm allowed um, to do. I could get banned till Christmas. So uh, I, I, I saw a couple of uh, Burnley's uh, results, and uh, they've had a good battle-hardened pre-season. Beat Benfica two 0 one one against Real Betis. So they've, they've played proper teams. Scored 87 goals in the championship last season. That's going to be difficult to replicate in the big league. Um, Josh Brownhill, watch out for him in midfield. Um, excellent midfielder. And I wouldn't be at all surprised if he isn't looked at by, with the greatest respect to Bernie, bigger and, and better clubs. But um, I've, I've, just even the stats don't point to that. The last 11, uh, one last 11 Manchester City against Burnley. Scored two plus in the last eight. You're looking at treble winners. As you said, best team in the world. I've gone for Burnley 1. I think they will score. Free hit for them. Manchester City 3. Do you know what? I'd written the same thing down, but it's not a good idea to start with the same one. Um, There's not many scorelines left. There is. I'm going to go 2-0. I'll go 2-0 to City tonight. I think they are slow starters. They can be anyway. And uh, Burnley will be right up for it. But 2-0 City. Talk sport listeners home in the car. Cowpack Chris on his tractor. Very good. Uh, Arsenal Forest is next. Live that game's live on Talksport tonight. Twelve thirty tomorrow. Arsenal versus Forest. Danny, um, I think Arsenal have bought really, really well. I mean, I mean the David Rea deal shows that they they've got incredible, even when, when it goes through incredible depth. So this time I need to apologise to Stan Collymore. I apologised to Howard last time. I think Arsenal will waltz this four nil. Oh, four nil. Very comfortable four nil. Andy. Yeah, I thought Arsenal looked a bit rusty and not that impressive last week, but they're going to get much, much better, and they have bought well. Havertz is a bit of an enigma. It might work for them. It might not. It certainly didn't work last Sunday. Uh, they'll be too strong here. I'm going 3-0. 3-0. Um, Howard, the Burnley fan, what do you reckon tonight or tomorrow? Well, first of all, I'm not going to apologise to Stan because he dis Burnley. Oh. So I'm going to go for a Burnley, uh, for an Arsenal 4-0. Arsenal 4-0, very comfortable one. Stan? Take your heart, take over. Yeah, I think, I think that this season is the consolidation of the signings. Uh, I spoke to a lot of Forest fans over the summer and they said we're a little bit worried about the lack of incomings. Of course, they've got Matt Turner. that's coming from Arsenal, mm-hmm. uh, the goalkeeper. Um, but I think it was consolidating those 29 signings over the two windows that, that, that Steve will be able to get to knuckle down a defined system. We saw the spirit that they've got the City ground, which will massively help them this season. I think they will stay up. Um, Morgan Gibbs White, a, a, a striker too. Yeah, hot streak yeah, didn't he, he at the end of the season. If he can have a if he can have a good season, don't discount Morgan Gibbs White has been an unusual option for Gareth Southgate come summertime. Arsenal three 0 though on the on the night. Three 0 okay. I won't know too much of that. I'll just give I'll give Forrest a goal, Brennan Johnson a goal before he moves <laughs> to Spurs. <laughs> Just a little sighter on Arsenal. I'm only kidding, Forest fans. That ain't going to happen. You're three. not. <laughs> three. Well, that's it. You know, three. He's Suddenly he's going to cost 60 million, whereas this morning he was 40 million. Oh, well, that's true. Um, 3-1 Arsenal. A TalkSport listener's home in the car. Manchester United Wolves, then we bring you on Monday evening on TalkSport. Uh, another big commentary game. Danny. Um, I, having apologised to Howard <laughs> and to Stan, I now need to apologise to Stan again because uh, he had his spell at Wolverhampton Wanderers. Um, I think I think Wolves look. It looks uh, they've got some decent players, but it's a chaotic mess down there. Manchester United. I mean, don't suppose that Hoyland will start, um, but I think they'll win another one. I think they'll be one easily. The home team three 0 
Three nil. Yeah, I think Hoyland's got, got an injury, so I don't think he's. Yeah. No, he's out. not. In first couple of weeks, yeah, he's, he's out. He's I think. Out. Andy. Yeah, I, I think Ten Hag did a good job. There's some argument whether he improved them or not. I think he definitely improved them. Um, Mason Mount's a good signing, I think, and uh, Wolves are in a mess. So I can't see anything here, but um, two nil, I think. Two nil, says yeah. Andy. Howard, the Burnley fan. What do you reckon, Howard? Sorry, Stan. Don't this Burnley. Three nil, Man United. Three one. Okay, says. Oh, three nil. Okay, right. Wolves. I got news for you, Howard. He's not the only person who's disbanded. Yeah, he's not. He's not. He's not an outlier when it comes to that. Even John Ketley. Yeah, that's and he supports them. So, Stan, what about this one then? United versus Wolves. Lopetegui gone. My Wolves mates WhatsApp group is is not happy. George Mendes has found a new toy in Saudi Arabia. All of his clients seem to have gone there instead of Molyneux. They've lost Neves and Raul. Negativity around the, the club. Many pundits suggesting relegation against Manchester United that have spent probably wisely, not spectacularly, in, in Mount uh, and Onana and Hoyland. I really like Hoyland. He will go on and score goals, but please, Manchester United fans, be patient with him. He's only a baby. Manchester United 2, Wolverhampton Wonders 0. 2-0, yeah. Uh, it's a bit, I think Gary O'Neill will, will try and work his magic and make him a bit more resilient, but he's not had time yet, so I think it's be pretty comfortable. I'll give Wolves a goal. 3-1. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Time then to uh, reflect on a week of sport on TV in the company of squad number nine, Martin Kellner. Good afternoon, Martin. Good afternoon to you boys. You all right? Yes. Are you venturing down for the Challenge Cup final tomorrow, Martin? I know you often do. No, Ah. I often do. I usually do. Uh, I have uh, prior arrangements, so I can't do it this year. But Mm. it's a shame. I'd like to be there. I mean, it's it's unfortunate that it's actually, uh, you know, it coincides with the start of the Premier League. Mm. Um, Seems to be be bad by design. You know, they're going to miss out a lot. I mean, obviously the BBC are covering the whole thing. Yeah. So, you know, so they will get plenty of uh, coverage, but still. You know, they miss out a lot of. Uh, has anybody mentioned the fact that Premier League starts this weekend? Yeah, no, <laughs> I may have, we may have got a mention in passing at some point. Yeah. So, but, so uh, yeah, so it's a bit unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, so, what have you watched uh, this week, Martin? That what did you enjoy? Well, blimey, I've watched a load this week. Yeah, people are always saying it's a shame you cut me off after five minutes because there's <laughs> no, so I much agree. stuff to give. A lot, of, you know, a lot of weeks, um, you know, it's a, it's a wise decision. But this <laughs> week, I watched uh, Mission to Burnley. Yeah, what a what a coup by Sky Documentaries! Mm. Absolutely brilliant. I mean, they they definitely have another uh, Sunderland until I die. I've only watched yeah. the first episode. It's Same cool. here. Yeah, we had the two. Yeah. Uh, we had uh, yeah, the guys from Ad Hoc Films. A couple of the guys came in and saw us. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we we were both myself and Andy have watched part one. Very impressed with it. Yes. Well, if you see the guys again, tell them Mazeltov from me. Well done. It's, uh, it's, <laughs> it is really good. I mean, the uh, there's a lot of talk sports in it. You hear a lot of the audio. You yeah. know, when Sean Dyche uh, goes, you, you'll know this because you watched it, but a lot of the audio where they talk about it being it's another American ta- takeover and we hear uh, Simon Jordan saying it's a leveraged takeover, etc., uh, etc. Et but there's much more to it than that. I mean, the fact that uh, these guys are so dedicated 
dedicated to, to the Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints Church, you know, they're Mormons. Um, all four of the direct, four or five of the directors, they're all Mormons, and uh, it's a big thing for them. We, when I, when I was growing up in Manchester, we used to say the Mickey out of Burnley. We, you know, we'd think it was sort of hick country. Mm. So if, if you ever said, oh, "I'm going to Burnley," they'd say, uh, oh, "What are you doing?" So oh, I'm just doing missionary work. This guy actually, <laughs> this guy actually, actually was. Yeah. He did. His dad was in Burnley. That's why he's gone back. That's why mm. they've taken over Burnley. Um, but it could have been, you know. Know, there was nothing to say it wasn't going to be a damp squib. It's another fly-on-the-wall documentary. But there was nothing to say when they brought that fly in there and put it on the wall. <laughs> it might be, uh, you know, it might have been Burnley. Mm. It starts, obviously, with the relegation and Sean Dyche getting the sack 2022. But, you know, they could have had an average season. Yeah. In the, the producer, uh, Andy, put that point, that very point of the producers, and they were, they did admit, you know, coming yeah. into it just as a manager gets sacked and then fo- following this amazing season was was the mother load for them, really. It could have, oh, got, it could have just been a finishing ninth, not much happened sort of season. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's absolutely brilliant. Mm. So um, I'm really looking forward to watching uh, watching the rest of it because it is a hell of a story. And yeah. this guy is some guy. This and his dad actually did missionary work in Burnley. Yeah. It's, I mean, yeah. <laughs> you don't can, know why I, I can Martin, you just can't get over it, can you? No, I can't. Well, Burnley's like a foreign country. <laughs> you know all this uh, all this levelling up that the government's mm. uh, allegedly been doing. Mm. Well, it hasn't reached Burnley. <laughs> and uh, I, yeah, I they're going to welcome s- you back with open arms when you uh, next. Oh, in. If you go and do a signing of wrestling in in Honey uh, in Burnley, could be a bit of a quiet day in Waterstones. Well, they love that. They love me there. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I went to a West Ham match there once. Mm. This is just to show what of a, how much of a foreign country it is. And a couple of these West Ham fans were queuing up at the uh, at the, the tea bar thing and asked for a meat pie. Mm. Now, a meat pie in Burnley is completely different from what it is in uh, in East London or mm. you know virtually anywhere. It's like a a very solid ball of mincemeat with a with a it's like a weapon. Ju- Sounds yummy. <laughs> with a, it's not actually. It's delicious. Yeah. It's very peppery, mm. but it's this. The, it's a sort of gelig, uh, not gelignite, gelatine, uh, gel- gelatine surroundings of this big ball of mincemeat. Wow. And uh, these West Ham fans sort of picked up this meat pie and mm. said, "Go, cool, what a flipping, what a flipping heck is that?" We didn't say what the flipping heck. No, is. Sure they didn't. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but it is. Uh, yeah. But so, so it's an intro. What I'm saying is, mm. it, it's not just any takeover. These are not just any guys, mm. uh, and this is not just any story. Because on top of all that you've got the Vincent company so it's it, it's like you know the Arsenal Arteta story which was brilliant actually as well mm. um, but you've got the extra element and another dimension to it and of course I do wish uh, Burnley all the very best in the Premier League yeah so that's that's good yeah that's worth it's on yeah. Sky all four parts Definitely. are available yeah. uh, to download yeah, on Sky and so Def- what else have you has caught your well, eye this week Boxing. What the hell's going on with boxing? Mm, we have on our show. Yeah, it is a good question, isn't it? I mean, we've got the fight nobody wants to see this weekend, haven't we, Anthony well, Joshua? We've actually first. got it, Martin. You'll be talking about have. it tomorrow evening. We well, we're, we're talking Such about a company, it. Man. No, but we're talking about the show tonight. Not, but let's be honest. Exactly. It's not the fight we expected to see. No, certainly, is it? At the start it's, of the week. It's not. But you can see why the... I mean, it's very easy to take a sort of purist stance on the mm. MMA fighters and, uh, you know, and YouTubers, etc. But these guys have got a huge following. And if you're trying to put together a fight that people want to see... Mm. I mean, we had Jake Paul, Nate Diaz uh, last weekend, mm. you know, it was a five o'clock 
kickoff in in Dallas, and um, you know people were people were interested in that because this guy's got like twelve billion followers or something mm. on uh, you know Jake Paul. Uh, so it's his story that I watched. Uh, this was on Netflix. Uh, it's called Untold: Jake Paul, the Problem Child. Mm. Mm. And um, they, they seem to have made, a, her, him and his brother uh, Logan, seem to have made a, a hell of a living out of just basically messing around. Mm. I mean, yeah. it's the sort of thing that normally, you know, you, your parents would say, go and play somewhere else. Yeah. You know, go, and, <laughs> go, go and play up your own end. Yeah. Um, but yes, they did a whole load of those and of course became uh, big. But very mm. si- the, the the dad is a piece of work. This is uh, Greg Paul. Right. And I, I wrote down a quote from uh, Logan, I think it was, mm. who said he's a flipping, except he, again, he didn't say flipping. Mm. <laughs> he's a flipping beanie, I think he said. A beanie? Beanie. Ma- a beanie. Oh, okay. I might have. I might be misreading my it's own a beanie. notes. It's a hat, isn't it? Yeah, it's a hat. The kids, the kids on that. A flipping hat. Yeah. Well, I don't know what what it is, but he said, "Man, that guy's intense." Um, and Greg said, uh, "Yeah, I'm intense, man. But give me your kid for two weeks, and when your kid comes back, he'll be a better kid." And this is basically from. Well, he was basically slapping them around, according to uh, oh Logan and Jake. To this is, and Logan says Jake may throw around the word abusive. I prefer not quite legal. Not quite <laughs> legal is how he, how he calls it, which does cover a you know a multitude really, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, anyway, they started doing these comedy videos, and now people want to um, want to watch them uh, on boxing, and it, it looks like uh, you know the UFC on pay per view actually. I mean, I don't know this for sure, but actually beats you know conventional boxing. Mm. People will more people will buy a pay per view to uh, to watch a UFC bout than to watch a boxing match. And yeah. certainly, well, Anthony Joshua uh, Robert Elenius isn't even on pay per view, is it? That's no, uh, they've took it off a pay per view because it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't. Uh, they didn't think it would do much. But uh, you can hear it for nothing on Talksport. That's right. Yeah, um, that's brilliant. Um, really tomorrow garbage. evening. Have yeah. you seen? <laughs> have you seen Winning Time? Did you see the first series? That's it. Really? Winning time, you mentioned it. And I think yeah, it's very oh, good. Yeah. The second series started this week. Oh. It's really, really yes. good. Watch, it, is it sports that. telly? Is it? Is it Mike Ward or is it Martin Kellner? It's a good well, question. It's, it's, it's about the Los Angeles Lakers. John C. Oh, Ryan, yeah, the Magic the Johnson era. Of, it's uh, a drama. Uh, it's a drama, yeah. not, a, not a documentary. No, that's he doesn't trouble um, himself with no, this no, sort of flim flam. serious, serious TV. Martin, you're back overnight, I take it. I certainly am. I certainly am. And uh, what are you expecting? Uh, if, do, do we know what's, what's on the cards overnight, or is it? Uh, yeah, I'm expecting loads of calls from my uh, friends in Burnley. Okay, they'll all be marching with lit torches on on the building <laughs> to see if they can get you tonight. Me. That's right, with yes. their pies throwing their pies <laughs> up at the window full of gelignite. So, yeah, and, we're, and we're previewing the fight, obviously, yeah. uh, just Hellenius. And also, there'll be a certain amount of Women's World Cup, of course, uh, yes. t- oh, tomorrow. Yeah. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily podcast we await Mike Ward yes. maybe he's not coming on because he doesn't he's frightened you, you're going to buy Caicedo off of him or no. something I don't think he has any direct say in it but anyway we'll do our best to get him in a few moments if we can he, uh, he wrote a, uh, did an interview with us in the Daily Star today he did check it out that's right yeah, if you pick up a copy you'll see a little yeah. bit he did with us um, I see that the We Are Newcastle United is live on Prime Video from today. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, are you going to be checking that out? No. 
I'm not. I think, I think these things are really for... I enjoyed the Spurs one. I watched that. I thought it was fascinating. The Arsenal one, I only watched the one where they lost the Spurs at the end yeah, of the season. I was a bit schadenfreude like that. that. It's pathetic, I know. But, yeah, but, uh, anyway, the man himself favorites. can join oh, us now. Mike, uh, Mike Moises Ward uh, <laughs> joins <laughs> us now. Ward. Uh, from um, yeah. from the Daily Star for a week of non-sport. Oh, let him go to Liverpool, please. Yeah, and he doesn't want him for some reason. I think we know why, don't we? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. well, it just it's, it's not worked out massively well from a bright Potter Cucurella. It's yeah, yeah it's not worked out for okay. some reason. The chip, isn't it? As we said before, it's a what? I think it's line. <laughs> Got a bit Norman Collier there, Mike. Unfortunately, we'll try and get him back. Yes. But yeah, um, he's, I, he's talking about the reunion. I, I've, I've caught the first two episodes of this. It's really excellent. Is it good? I, yeah. I recommend it. No, I'm, I'm yet to see that. It will be good to chat to him about what's actually on, hmm. because uh, yeah, quite a lot of this I haven't, uh, I haven't seen. Andy, have you seen Leveson Wood walking with lions? That sounds like a pretty dangerous thing to do, <laughs> Leveson. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure I'd be wanting to do that. You know, sitting in a van watching Lions. I Nadia probably... Bakes is an alternative viewing for tomorrow morning if you don't want to watch the England game. Really? Uh, she's speaking at the uh, Chiswick Book Festival. Is she really? Yeah, I've you... got tickets. You're popping along. <laughs> I am. Brilliant. Yeah, my wife's a big fan. So do you follow that. her baking uh, instructions? Well, I'm not particularly. I quite like her. I think she's a nice woman, but it's not my thing. But Sue really likes her, so I thought, well... She's speaking lake, locally, doing a few demonstrations. Yeah. Might be fun. We've had another, a couple of things. Um, John's been in touch. He said, Andy, you did a joke yesterday about Flanders and Swan. You yeah, know, well, I said, when you say Mr. joke. Mr. Zeitgeist. <laughs> yeah. Um, Beth and Trevor And Bain it was <laughs> built around the person's birthday and the birthday spread was the economist Stephanie Flanders. Mm. Little did you realise that she is, in fact, the daughter of the former entertainer and mm. one member of Flanders and Swan, Michael Flanders. Did you realise that? Andy? No. Well, there was, we are. Michael Flanders was the one with the beard, wasn't he? I think, and Swan with the, uh, the piano. I can't remember. Yeah, I th- you could. It could be the other I'd way have to around. Check it, out. it doesn't matter. <laughs> okay, no one's going to beat you up for not knowing that, Andy, on Talksport today. <laughs> and um, Andy proved in the first hour of the show that he has powers. He he had a laying on of hands on his own <laughs> knee. He thinks he can. Uh, he acts as a faith healer on his own body. I have to say, it's a lot better today. That's all I'll tell you. It's not. It's not one hundred percent, but it was. It was bad yesterday. We're going to attempt Mike Ward again. Okay, good. Uh, hopefully, on a slightly better line, Mike. <laughs> we can't hear him at all now. Can't hear him at all now. It's an absolute disaster. Um, so I don't look, know if he's t- going to talk about Nick Knowles's new show. It sounds good, really. I think it's called Nick Knowles Goes on Holiday, paid for by Channel Five. Is it, that's a bit on the nose as a title, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Or is that you reading between the lines? That's me reading between there's the lines. There's an awful lot of programmes like that. Oh, though, isn't so there, many, really. It's uh, There must be a joy. I mean, I would imagine sort of things like Travel I Man. turn it down. Getting the phone call. Oh, yeah. yeah. Do you yeah. want to go away with a mate? Yeah. Yeah. That'd be great, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Um, anyway, we never got round to the telly, but uh, we are Newcastle United. Uh, I don't know what Mike made of it. He, he, he's never going to get the chance to tell us now, but uh, maybe we'll pick up on next. Yeah, you're kind of right. They're very mm. club specific. I, I don't think I'll be watching. I might watch the first one uh, out of interest, but they are a bit samey. Mm. All these things, aren't they? I think the Burnley I, one. Yeah, looks that's really what set good. the Burnley one apart. Mm. Um, it, it just felt a little bit, as we said, a little bit less curated, a little bit less mm. that the club's hand is in it. They gave the guys. Slightly more free reign because you know there's a little bit of pravda about it. I mean, even mm. watching the Tottenham one as I did, you know, 
poor old Maurizio Pochettino, and he gets about 30 seconds and he's out the door. <laughs> it's like he old. never existed, <laughs> which was a bit tight. But, it was entertaining, um, though. Yeah, that is, that is the nature is, of a lot of these things. So here we are, Andy, on the, on the eve of the season. Yes, um, it's, it's nerve-wracking, it's exciting at the same time. I'm a massive fan of Match of the Day. I'm, I read this week that a lot of people still like the same routine. Mm. You know, they do the same things. They, match of the Day is part of that routine. Yeah. I know a lot of people don't now, and they watch little bite-sized highlights, which is fine. Mm. But I still enjoy what Match of the Day does. And yeah. it was very interesting when the, the Gary Lineker episode when he didn't appear... You know, you really miss what they do. People well, they are, didn't have oh, any. so much better. They it didn't have any remotely better. No. It was rubbish. I totally agree you know, with you. So uh, it, it'll be good to have them back, and I always enjoy that. And, uh, you know, then it'll be the usual knot in the stomach. Yeah. <laughs> and then the sleep, followed by the sleepless yeah, night. Yeah, you've been, you've been quiet on, you've sort of uh, been sort of flatlining to an, I mean that in a good way. Mm. You've been on quite an even keel for most of the time. Well, for most of the summer. Recently, certainly since mm. they signed Poch. But we're going to have the sort of mad flailing ups and downs of Andy Jacobs' moods yeah. now, aren't we, for the next nine months? I suppose the one good thing is Caicedo can't <clears throat> play for Liverpool against Chelsea. On, they haven't signed him in time. Yeah, in yeah, time. that's very true. But, you know, that's a, that's a mess. And it's going to be weird. I mean, first, no Harry Kane from my mm. point of view. Also seeing Pochettino in your dugout, it's going to be going to be messing with uh, Tottenham fans' bit, heads but, a you know, bit, we've had to, you know, you've had Mourinho, who's a Chelsea yeah, legend. Yeah, of course, you've and Conte. Uh, Conte, you could have done without either of them, to be honest. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. And we reconvene on Monday with Danny Kelly to look back on the bulk of the first Premier League uh, weekend. Complete knee jerk reaction. You see, you've got a bad knee as well, so watch how you jerk (laughs) it. Um, You want to still be one game left, of course, that evening on Talksport, Manchester United Wolves. But anyway, um, the bulk of the action would have been done, and we'll bring you that and a whole lot more besides. Do hope you can join us on Monday. Until then, have a great weekend and thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 